And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? And it's just a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is back, people. Couldn't be happier about this. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you get $10 off your first order. These things are incredible. Can't wait to get uh, some more of the new flavors in the mail. Um, just... You know, our official flavor of the Built Bar here on Locked on Lightning is the Toffee Almond. Can't wait. I believe they one of their new flavors is the Strawberry Almond, which sounds incredible. Thank goodness those things are healthy for you and they're not actual candy bars. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use Locked on as your promo code and you'll get $10 off your first order. So wonderful night last night. As you all may have known, this is coming out a little bit later than I wish. Uh, usually I drop the episodes right after the game, but it was like super late. And I have my Clark Kent job during the day. Um, uh, of, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, maybe you're a lo- new listener. And if you are, go ahead and subscribe and like this show, download. Uh, so you're up to date on everything going on around this show. And it, also go to our Twitter page at LO underscore Lightning. And give us a follow so you're up to date on everything that happens around the show as well. And you'll be notified. Turn those notifications on on any platform that you find this podcast on. And when I say any platform, I mean any platform. Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, uh, Google Play, um, I believe Stitcher as well. So go ahead, turn on the notifications so you're uh, notified as soon as the new episode drops. Just like this one. So... Yeah, before I get into last night's game, obviously the Lightning win 7-1, to take a series lead 2-1. Um, I'm just going to reiterate something uh, that that I said on not only the NHL roundtable, but I said in a separate episode of Locked on Lightning, uh, all the way back to when the stuff, when everything happened with George Floyd, all the protests that started, and you know everything was it you know those were pretty dark times and we thought we were out of them but you know that was just the beginning where once again obviously you know everything that's been happening in the country the last couple of days with the shooting of another unarmed black man by a police officer uh using excessive force um you know it's i'm just gonna come out and say you know if you're a, a new uh a old listener to the show you know that i come from a family of police officers but so I know both sides of this um, in terms of I understand both sides. Um, I know being a police officer, I could only imagine how hard of a job it must be, especially in today's times with everything going on. But there is no reason that situation that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin happened or should have happened. Um, I believe that, you know, that police officer no matter how he felt about the situation um something needs to happen um 
and there needs to be action taken soon. I believe that also with everything going on, NHL, um, by the time this comes out, it's 520. The NHL postponed all their games for the day as well as NBA did yesterday and I believe today as well. And there's some postponements around the MLB as well in protest of what happened. And um, all I could say is, you know, that's all good and sweet. And, you know, we could kneel. We could wear shirts. We could protest. We could postpone games and protest. That's great. But action needs to be taken. People need to take action, whether it's in law enforcement and government. And I'm not saying defund the police. I think there are certain individuals... Um, one of my closest friends in the entire world is a police officer. And I, I, the way he views a situation like this is perfectly, um, the way he phrases it, he couldn't phrase it any perfect, more perfect. There are, there are two types of police officers. There are the ones who want to be a police officer that, uh, you know, just want to wear the badge, the uniform, have a gun and you know, try and get away with certain things in this world. And then there are the ones like my friend, um, who, who want to make a difference in the community. And I still believe regardless of everything that has happened, there are good police officers. So, um, you know, we definitely shouldn't, you know, blame them all and say that they're all guilty by association. That is absolutely not true. There are people out there, especially like my friend and my uncle who I spoke a little bit, uh, who recently recovered from coronavirus, who is also a New York City police officer. Um, there are people like that who really want to make a difference and have, have made a difference in the community uh, since the day they came out of the academy. But there are also people, like some of the people that we have seen, who have been charged with crimes, um, mo- most notably murder in the cases of all the, the racial injustice stuff that, that has been going on. Um, even before George Floyd, those are the people who don't deserve to wear badges, don't do wear, deserve to wear uniforms. So um, I think we just need to, there needs to be a conversation, absolutely, and there's always time for conversations, but there's also needs to be action that follows that. Or all these postponements of games, all this, these shirts, all, all the protesting, um, all of that will be for nothing. Um, so that's a little something to start off the show with. I just want to get it off my chest. Um, if you want to hear more about what's going on, obviously, unfortunately, this is not the place for it. This is a sports podcast. I'm, I, I am my knowledge and these kind of things only goes so far as they are going on in real time, as well as, you know, um, you may have known by now I am white, so I don't have the same experience as some other individuals do. Um, the NFL locked on NFL podcast had a great conversation a couple of months ago. I believe it was a round table, all African-American hosts in which they, they discussed their experiences, um, with racism. I would definitely give it a listen, um, if you have the time. Uh, so yeah, now moving on, um, let's talk about the, the last night's game. Last night's game, uh, couldn't have gone any better. It was the game. Uh, that I wish the Lightning would have finished the first round with against Columbus. Uh, I, I said going into Game 5 of this series, I wish that the Lightning would have maybe got out to an early big lead, just piled it on. You know, that would have made the revenge that much sweeter. But 
Uh, obviously, that game went to overtime. Lightning did win, clinching the series. So, you know, at the end of the day, not that broken up about the result. But Lightning, this was a statement game. Absolutely. Um, I always, I've said the last couple of rounds that game three uh, is definitely the most important st- uh, stats-wise. I mean, you could see in NHL history, uh, 67, probably at this point, more than 67% of teams in NHL history who have won game three go on to win the series. That's not just hockey. That's just, you know, pretty much every major sport in which they play um, playoff series. Uh, it's just one of those. I Game three is just a momentum game. That's just plain and simple. The Lightning, obviously on the winning end of this one, they did a lot of good things, and there was also a lot of bad things that they that you know the lightning was kind of out of their control but at the same time um it's the same old story uh just to begin the first period the lightning one of the things that comes to mind is the the lightning they have this i wouldn't call it a habit um but they don't start games very well you know there is a feeling out period to start every game I'll give them that. No matter if it's a regular season game, you know, I would say or a playoff game, I would say maybe the first three or four minutes or so, that's when both teams are fighting for position, really start, really trying to get into the groove of things, trying to get some momentum in their favor, trying to tilt the ice real early, and um, you know, feel things out. And but the Lightning tend to go, you know, and when I say that, I mean you could look at last night's game if you could get if you could watch it, rewatch it. Um, you'll know what I mean where it's not a lot of clean passes, not very much, um, you know, carefulness when it comes to puck possession, a lot of turnovers early on. And I've spoken about that on past episodes where that could, you know, very much lead to some prime scoring chances for the other team. Um, but, yeah, so, well, you know, let's just – we have a lot to cover, so let's just go. And I'm going to try and keep this to 30 minutes, no promises. Um, but I haven't heard any complaints uh, from any of the listeners. I've only heard good things, and that's great. Love to hear the, the feedback. Uh, once again, if you want to sh- give a shout-out to the show, tweet to us. Go to LO underscore, on, uh, LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, or you can tweet out to me. Um, I did. I was answering some questions to some fans, one of them who just got into hockey and is now a Lightning fan. He was asking me some questions about the about the team and, um, all that stuff. So it's great to see that. And some fans are reaching out to me, tweeting, you know, about stuff happening in the game. And I'm very responsive with that stuff, as well as the, light, the Locked On Lightning Twitter page. So go with that. Uh, Palat getting it started in the game. Um, power play goal. Uh, his his one-timer deflects off Chara. So you see a little little bit of good luck in, in favor of the Lightning for, for the first time. You know, not only do they get a goal to start off the game, but they also get a power play goal, which they have... Not being good. I believe going into yesterday's game, there were maybe two for 20 on the power play, which is not good. It's not good. Um, so it's good to see them get things started, especially on the uh, with a PPG. And then 15 seconds later, uh, Yanni Gord um, skates into the zone and gets help from the linesman um, who got in the way of uh, Lazone. Um Jeremy Lazone from the Boston Bruins pretty much set a pick for him for Yanni Gore to skate in all alone. Uh, took his time with, um, you know, he didn't try to shoot it right away. He kind of took his time, let Halak drop down to his knees and uh, went top shelf, make it 2 nothing. 
Uh, all in all, pretty great start to start things off. Um, couldn't have asked for a better start, especially against a team like the Boston Bruins. We've spoken on the last couple episodes on how good this team is, how important it is for the Lightning to get off to a good start and not turn over the puck and create more chances um, for this team, especially and as well as maybe cut back on the power plays, you know, the bad penalties. We've spoken about that. Um, Boston Bruins, one of the best teams on the power play uh, during the regular season, and they proved it in games one and two thus far. So um, just overall thoughts from that period, I thought Lightning outmuscled the Bruins, something that you haven't really seen at all this season. I mean, you saw some of it in that last uh, fight field game in Boston uh, before the pause that the Lightning had in which they won that game. That was a great game, um, probably one of their best games of the season. But, yeah, this uh, the Lightning looked like leagues above the Boston Bruins in terms of physicality. Uh, Tampa Bay really limited Boston's um, chances, and you could see it was getting to Boston really really uh, early on in the game. And that was something I said in the last episode. Go ahead and listen to that. And if you haven't listened to that, I usually try to tie things over. I mean, I mean it's pretty easy considering, you know, we're in a playoff series. So you're going to see a lot of carryover. But the one thing I said was, you know, try and get underneath the Bruins skin pretty early. You know, get them to make mistakes. You know, Boston's one of the teams that uh, stereotypically is very patient and waits for you to make the mistake. So it was kind of good to see the Lightning kind of turn the table on Boston in this game. They did it for a majority of the game, so that was good. So um, on to the second period, Lightning draw another penalty. This is scary. Um... At this point, you know, it's it's very rare, especially recently, to see the Lightning have drawn three penalties very early on, this many penalties early on. Um, and a power play goal uh, from Sergachev. Uh, this was very good hockey IQ on Sergachev's behalf. Um, I'm going to tell you why. So he skates in closer. Instead of posting up from the blue line, which we've seen him do, I mean, it's super frustrating to see Mikhail Sergachev take the puck with a good scoring chance um, you know, ahead of him, you know, really no defenders in front of him to stop. Uh, most times he would take a slap shot right from the blue line through traffic, sometimes getting through, sometimes getting not, uh, uh, not through, and sometimes just missing the net by a mile. But he did something that we did see from Victor Hedman in game one. Uh, he took the puck in deep into the, I, I, I would say maybe the high slot, sort of maybe uh, middle or maybe the, the top of the circle. Wrist one through traffic, went by Halak. Lightning are up or 3 nothing, And the Lightning are also 2 for 3 on the power play at this point. So, I, I mean, all everything is clicking right now at this point. Uh, great. Great start to the game uh, through the first, I guess I would say maybe uh, 25 minutes to this game. And uh, yeah, just want to bring up something from the first period real quick. A uh, little, it, I mean, we spoke on the other episodes how the Lightning aren't really getting calls. And so this is why I didn't really, you know, I, it wasn't a big deal to me. But Brandon Carlo tried to start a fight with Anthony Sorelli. Sorelli didn't, you know, wasn't having any of it. Carlo clearly dropped his his mitts right in front of him. Um, how come that's not an unsportsmanlike penalty? Ref was right there. Nothing happened. So I'm not entirely sure as to why that wasn't called. Um, it is what it is. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to cry about it since the Lightning already had three penalties at that point and they were winning 3 nothing. They were pretty much in control of this game from the start. Uh, so, yeah, I can't, I can't really complain. You know what's another thing I can't complain about? Because they're so damn good. Just as good as the Lightning were last night. That's DoorDash. DoorDash is absolutely incredible. I've spoken about it on the last, this entire week actually, as to how incredible they are. Their service is unmatchable. Uh, you know, let's just talk about, you know, I, I ordered from them about maybe a week or two ago. Was doing a ton of things around the house. Didn't even realize totally forgot that I ordered food and then I hear the doorbell ring I go outside uh, my food's right there in a bag um, and the delivery guy is standing right outside you know down the stairs waving at me so you know what uh, they have impeccable service can't can't you know one of the best uh, food ordering apps out there so DoorDash is the app that brings your food craving your craving right now to your door Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be safely left outside your door with with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Oh, I just spoke about that. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you could support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left right at your door. DoorDash deliver deliveries are now contactless to keep your communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your and zero your delivery and zero delivery fees on your first order when you when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code locked on NHL. Don't forget that's code locked on NHL for five dollars off your first order with DoorDash. So let's talk more about that second period. Um, one of the big red flags, really not in this game, even though the Lightning did win this game by a touchdown, um, was that Brad Marchand. Let's talk about Brad Marchand. Uh, one of the most unlikable players in the NHL. And this is not so much on Brad Marchand. I, I just don't like him as a player. I think he's dirty. Um, but this is more on the Lightning really needing to bottle him up. Um, he scored three goals in two games. And what do they all have in common? They're all identical, except for maybe... Maybe two are a little bit similar than the than the third, but the way he sets up, he skates or he he takes the puck in, he passes it off, and then he skates around the back of the net, and he sets up right on the doorstep on the weak side of the ice, right next to Vasilevsky. Now, the Lightning need to shut this down because that they got away with this and. In game two, they got away with this in game three, and that's all fine and dandy. I mean, they need to fit, they need to, because this could, you know, rear its, he's going to continue to do this. He's going to continue to do this all series long, I guarantee you. And this is not like they haven't seen Brad Marchand ever play. I mean, let's just be honest right now. He's, this is the same Boston Bruins team that has been around basically for maybe a few you know, subtractions and additions here and there um, that Boston has had for the last two to three years and the Lightning as well. So these teams are very familiar with each other. So I don't understand why they continue to let him do this. You know, I understand there's certain things in the game of hockey that sometimes it's very hard to defend. Um, 
for example, the OV set up in the circle, waiting for the one timer. I get that. You can't just go in there and, you know, bottle him up. But I mean, this is, you're talking about a guy parking himself right in, you know, very high percentage scoring territory in the game of hockey. Um, I think that the Lightning, especially on the power play, this is when they're most vulnerable to something like this. Now, I'm now just hold on, and I know this may be a little wild of an idea, but I think the best way to approach this, even if you're a man down, well, I would say maybe even strength, they should just do this. Have one of your forwards cover him. I would say maybe a forward because that's where they play on the ice on the defensive side in their own zone. I would say the best, probably the best choices to play man, play man to man on him in this situation, or just play kind of a zone where you're just keeping an eye on Martian because you know he's going to set up up there. So make him fight for position. Um, I would probably say Yanni Gord or Anthony Sorelli because they're already down there anyway. They're already on that side of the ice. Um, yeah, they have to play man on him. And that that's going to involve the Lightning being very, very... They have to be almost perfect in their communication with each other. Be, especially, you know, because you can't expect Yanni Gord to... If, you know, if he, if he goes up to Brad Marchand... Marchand could easily skate around the, you know, the other side, and you know who's ever on the other side. Um, I, I would believe it'd probably be Coleman um, or whoever they're having at that time of the ice. Um, they need to communicate because if they let him loose, do what he wants, I guarantee you probably right now he's proven it. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I've probably seen him set up there maybe 15 times in the span of three games. And he scored three goals, so that's a pretty that's not a bad percentage. Um, so they need to do a better job with that. I think the Lightning um, they really need to make a statement in that regard in Game Four. So we'll we'll have to see. So um, let's talk about the the next power play goal, and this is where the Lightning really start to run away with it. I mean, the game is pretty much sealed up at this point. You could sell. Uh, Kalorn, uh, power play goal, almost a circus style goal where he uh, backhands the puck as he falls to the ice on the rebound. Uh, this, you know, it's 4 1 at this point. Yeah, light, uh, Lightning are pretty much in the driver's seat. I mean, they were already, but Boston, you could kind of see they get more frustrated at this point. Um, they're really, they've really given up. I mean, you know, they still, Lightning still score three more goals, but they, at that point in time, you know, especially if, at the, if you look at the final score, it really didn't mean anything. Boston only scored one goal in this. Um, eight minutes left in the second. Halak gets pulled for Dan Vladier. Uh, NHL debut. And, you know, just he's a rookie NHL debut. And I have to say what happens next. I'm not going to get into details. If you watch the game, you know what I mean. Uh, the Bruins, just a bad, just a bad show of effort out there for the rest of the game. You know, everybody knows I like to dump on the Bruins, but when it comes down to it, it was, you know, if this was the Lightning, I would probably be equally as critical, maybe probably more. If, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you you already know I'd probably be even more critical of of the Lightning if, if, if this, you know, the score was the other way around and the performance was the other way around. Um, 
Lightning just had their way with the Bruins, and especially to kind of just mail it in for the rest of the game. Um, you know, from there, especially with a rookie goalie who could very well, you know, if something happens, the Halak, not saying it is, but I mean, he's, he's, he's 35 years old. He, we, we just proved, uh, what I said in my last episode that, you know, he did play well in games, you know, one relatively well game two. Um, and then obviously wasn't there at all in game three. 35 years old, um, you know, Tuka Rask leaving the bubble, obviously for personal reasons. Um, Boston, I, I'm surprised Boston, they couldn't have they couldn't have expected or thought that Rask would do it, but, you know, it's kind of a huge drop-off, uh, especially when Halak has to play every single game. So, you know, for to have Vladder come in and they just mail it in from there, you know, that's really going to hurt his confidence. Um, and there was a bunch of times there, especially on the Kucherov goal, where they, you know, they didn't even really get back. They didn't really try to defend, and it was just, it was just more so like a scrimmage out there, or even a practice. And I, you know, you have to feel for the rookie in his first game. Um, I believe maybe on the second shot that was hit at him um, in his game, in this game, it was a goal. So you know, unfortunate. Uh, you know, hopefully this doesn't affect the rest of his career, but you never know. Um, you know, it's one of those things in professional sports or in sports in general where that could, who knows if that could be, you know, a defining factor of your performance going forward. So, uh, yeah, just, um, you know, I'm not going to go into the other goals. Uh, obviously, the Lightning go on to win 7-1 at this point. Um, and, yeah, the just my general takeaways um, before we end things here is that... Um, the, the positive from this game that I really looked at was Tampa Bay being up big where they didn't really have to worry, where there wasn't really any time during the game where Boston was a threat to get back into it. Um, it really gave them a chance to really rest some of their big-name players, like Hedman, who's been playing a ton of minutes. I believe he's been averaging about maybe t a little bit over 24 minutes of ice time. Uh, per game, uh, you know, it was good to see Kucherov get some rest as well. You know, like I said, some of the big name guys, um, and really let those lower lines, like the third and fourth and second, really get some more ice time. Um, I wouldn't really have minded it if Coach Cooper opted to uh, pull Vasilevsky, but then again, he earned to stay in that game. Um, you know, just maybe get him some, you know, rest as well. But I mean, he wasn't really challenged. Uh, for most of this game. I mean, there was a couple of crazy sequences in which he had to make make some pretty nice saves. But other than that, um, it was a pretty easy night for him. So, you know, I don't. I think, you know, especially since he's 25, um, you know, he could recover pretty easily with fluids and ice if he needs to and whatever the case may be. Uh, Kucherov on the power play uh, was... <laughs> he was the defining factor in this game, absolutely. Uh, his ability to find guys, find guys, and put them in prime scoring chances. Uh, he had four points in this one. I believe he tied a Lightning playoff record for most points in a single game. He had a goal and three assists. Uh, he had even some of the 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 times where he passed it, and it didn't result in a goal. It was still a you know these were still pretty phenomenal passes. Um, just his vision on the ice. 
um, at certain times during the game is, you know, it's really fun to watch him play, even if it's sometimes frustrating that he's not, you know, he's one of the big goal scorers on this team, obviously, other than um, Steven Stamkos. So to see him really contribute in another way like that, um, you know, it's you can't couldn't ask for a better night, especially from one of your big name guys. Um, obviously, like I spoke before, limit Marchand's uh, chances, especially on the weak side. Uh, yeah, Sorelli and Gord, maybe pick them up on the PK or even on even strength. I'm sure Coach Cooper will have a plan now, especially that it's more evident that uh, Marchand is not going to shy away from doing this uh, going forward. And then just last one, uh, Tampa Bay needs to be ready for the start of game four. Uh, we spoke at the top of the show how Tampa kind of takes a while to get going, especially in the beginning of games. Not really so much in this one, but it's the sort of feeling out process in which you might not get out of it. You might you it could factor in to where you might not wake up out of, you know, whatever it is you're starting the game with. So they really need to, you know, put a star out the the game tomorrow, 7:30 puck drop. Unless, you know, who knows, it might get canceled or postponed. Um, who knows what's going to happen and what the NHL decides to do with all the pro protests happening around the league as well as, you know, in all the other sports. Um, I think that the Lightning really need to jump out of the gate really fast like they did in this one. Try and draw a penalty if you can. Try and get under Boston's skin real quick so they can make dumb mistakes. For a chance, be the team that that really, you know, sits and waits on the other team to make mistakes like they did in this one. Capitalize on prime scoring chances. Um, yeah, that's, you know, that was really one of the things that was the defining factor. Um, they got out to this big lead real early, and Boston really, they didn't know what to do. And that's something that the Lightning really need to keep going and carry the momentum from this game, especially into the other one, into, into game four. Uh, Bruins will respond. Um, they definitely are... You know, not a team to roll over and show their belly easily. They did in this one, but they're too good of a team where they're gonna they're not I would be shocked almost if they come out and you know, do the same have the same exact performance. And so obviously we'll talk about that on the next show if that does happen. But first of all, we'll talk about, you know, one thing that's, you know, not really easy to talk about. And that's talking about erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction isn't easy to talk about. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day of work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With the real healthcare professional who could prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with a free two-day delivery shipping. That's pretty incredible. I mean, I would love to get that anywhere. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Get Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction is, used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash Locked on NHL. In summation, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, the Lightning just need to carry over the momentum that they had. Uh, you know, even though it was a big win, they won by a ton. They still were playing hard at the end of the game, and that was good to see. So that's definitely something. You know, they're not going to have kind of uh, a hangover. I don't expect them to. I believe that they finally got their, their playoff groove now. And sometimes it takes a, a round or two to kind of get in that groove. And we all know that groove. We saw that in 2015 when the Lightning went on a run uh, all the way to Stanley Cup Finals. And we also saw that groove back in 2004 when they won the Cup. So... You know, this is a very special time, obviously, for Lightning fans. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better start to the series. Uh, in no way, shape, or form was I expecting the Lightning to get a sweep of the series. Um, you know, and I, but I do fully expect them to win game four. Um, and hopefully they could close this out as soon as possible and get some uh, extra run, uh, extra rest before they have to worry about their next opponent. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.